It's episode 116 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Today, I'm touching on a hot topic that I think a lot of you are potentially wondering, potentially already know. I do know that I wasn't even planning on talking about this topic, but an Instagram post led to a lot of requests for this topic. So I decided to make it happen because there was enough interest from you all. So we are talking today all about how to quit keto. Not only how, when, why, Probably won't talk about where because we don't need to know where. Not important. So yeah, we're going over all of that and how to quit keto, how I quit keto, what I did, what I didn't do, when I knew it was time, all that stuff. So a lot of this is spurred from my own story, but then I do have some tips to share with you. And I think that we all kind of need to know this, whether now is the time for you to quit keto, maybe in a few months, maybe in a few years, it will be time for you to quit keto, or maybe never. And that's okay too. So we're going to go through all of that in this episode. But first, this episode is proudly sponsored by me and my passion project, the Empower Intensive Group Coaching Calls. The September class of Empower Intensive is coming up in a few days, if you're listening to this, when it airs. If you're listening to this after September 3rd, 2019, no worries, I'll have information for you in a minute. But for those that are listening to it close to when it airs before Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019, this is your last chance. I'm not talking about this again. You can come to my live online coaching call all about how to silence your diet ego. I just put the finishing touches on what I'm going to be teaching and coaching you all on. Trust me, you want to be there. It is so important. Like I am just beyond excited for this whole project that I'm doing, this Empower Intensive, these monthly coaching calls, because everyone needs to hear this information and it will change your life, not only to hear it, to be coached on it and to be basically kind of quote unquote forced to do the work. Cause that's the only way any of this works is when you do the work and that's what we're going to do. That's what I'm going to be coaching you on. And I just want you all to be a part of it so badly because I want you all to have this information in your back pocket, not just your back pocket, your front pocket, because we're going to use it all day, every day, and it will absolutely change your life. So I personally, I know one person in my whole life that I've ever met that does not have a diet ego. We all have a diet ego, except for this one person, my friend, Danny. I lived with her for a short period of time. We used to be roommates years ago. This was probably five, six years ago. And one day we were in the kitchen, I was eating who knows what, something unappealing because I was really in my dieting 
hole at that point trying to get well. And she was just eating, you know, whatever she wants. And I was like, do you even think about what you eat? And she was like, no, I have no idea. This could be 200 calories. It could be 2000 calories. I have no idea. I don't care. I eat what I want. I eat what sounds good. I eat my, what my body needs because she was also a soccer player, a very, very good soccer player. And that's it. She had no other thought about it. She's never thought about it a day in her life. She's Colombian. She grew up in Colombia. Maybe that's something that doesn't happen there, which is phenomenal. But I just looked at her with such awe to just have not ever thought about being on a diet or calories or carbs or anything. I was just floored. And she's the only person I've ever met. Even my dad has a diet ego. Like it's kind of crazy. We all do because we absorb what we're hearing from friends and family, from diet culture, just even media, commercials, magazines, all this stuff, even growing up. Like think about the magazines you looked at if you were like me, which I know there's a lot of you that didn't take part in this and you're lucky, but the 17 magazines, YM, and then it turned into self and fitness and shape magazines. I mean, I lived off that stuff. And all it was, was talking about how to be thinner and have a smaller butt and have a perkier butt and lose your cellulite and eat this way for 28 days, take out this for 28 more days. It just, oof, I just, I know where my diet ego came from, but we are not immune to this information. The only person that is immune somehow is Danny. She never had a diet ego because she never put herself on a diet. She was never put on a diet. She never thought twice about it. And I just remember when she said that, I was kind of jealous. I just really wanted to be like her. And now I've done the work. Again, this is five or six years later. I've done the work. And while, yeah, I still have a diet ego, I can squash it. I can immediately tell when it's talking, what it's trying to tell me, and I can put it to bed. So I don't follow it because it's not helping me. It's only hurting me. Your diet ego isn't going to help you lose weight. I know you want to think it is, but it's not. It wants to tell you and it's trying to tell you that it will, but it won't. There are multiple studies, which we are going to go through in this coaching call saying that it won't. Now I'm getting on a tangent and this is not what we were supposed to talk about in today's episode. But as you can tell, I'm going to stop it here. I'm super passionate about this. You guys need it. It is your last chance to sign up. Go to seanminer.com slash empower and sign up. It's only $29. It will change your life. $29. It will change your life. If it is after September 3rd, guess what? You still have plenty more opportunities to participate in these live coaching calls. They are happening every single month. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. Every single month besides the summer months, it's like we're going back to school and then we're taking the summer off but you have one coming up around the corner. I guarantee it. They are all focused on these kinds of mindsets that are getting us in trouble, whether that's binge and emotional eating, whether that's getting on and off the wagon, whether that is body image issues, which is coming up really soon. We're talking about body image. So important. Even just raising your vibration to live a better life. We're talking about all of this stuff 
every single month there will be one particular topic. So go to seanminer.com slash empower and you can find out what the next topic is. If it's already past September 3rd, no big deal. There will be other ones coming up. And of course, super important, get on the VIP list. That lets me know that you want to hear about these topics and you want to be a part of a future topic, potentially, if you don't have to, if you don't want to, but at least lets me know that you're interested so that I don't bug you if you're not interested. I'm only going to tell you the topics if you are. It's that easy. We can keep everyone happy. So seanminer.com slash empower, sign up for notifications. That is how you will be the first to know what the new topic is and when it's happening live with me. I can't wait to meet all of you and talk with all of you live and coach some of you like a one-on-one coaching, except others will be present, but that's okay because you all learn so much. If you're anything like me from hearing other people get coached, 29 bucks, September 3rd, go reserve your spot. I'll see you there. All right, let's talk keto and more specifically how to quit keto. Now, yes, this is the Keto for Women show. Why am I talking about quitting keto? Well, I think most of you know by now, and if you don't, let me explain something. I have and always will view keto as a very important, very helpful healing protocol or tool for many people. But that does not mean that you should or need to be on that forever, as is the case with lots of other healing tools and protocols. They are for a specific period of time with a specific purpose. And once that purpose is complete, the healing protocol or tool can be modified into something either less rigid, more freedom, something different for a a different thing you're healing, whatever the case. And the same thing goes for keto and how I have always, always viewed and approached keto. So now that I've done this podcast for almost 120 episodes, it's time to talk about getting off of keto. And I've done this before. I actually did this in episode 75, talked about how to know how long you should be doing keto. And honestly, I thought that that was kind of enough to let people know whether they should continue with keto or not. But then I realized when posting this Instagram post the other day that maybe I hadn't talked about it enough. And so I wanted to devote an entire episode on how to quit keto. Now, let me just read this Instagram post. I think that will clear up a lot in case you didn't see it because Instagram doesn't show people anything anymore. So you probably didn't see it. Let me just read this so that you know what's bird this whole episode. I wrote, when, why, and how did I quit my keto diet? I don't really know exactly when it was, but it was sometime over the winter. My intuition gradually started leading me to include more carbohydrates at my meals, and I followed that guidance. Before this moment, when I was still in the healing process of mold illness, if I got out of ketosis, I would feel terrible. This time, it felt good and right and necessary. My sleep improved, my workouts improved, my happiness improved, all of it. I knew then that the healing I needed from keto had happened, which I'm so grateful for, and I could move on. I have and always will consider keto to be a healing protocol that can help people with specific health issues. It's a vital component to healing the body when it needs it. 
Unfortunately, the diet industry has gotten a hold of this healing protocol and turned it into something else for many people, something restrictive and harmful. To my dismay, I've seen those following a keto diet end up with an even worse relationship with food, a horrible body image, sucked into the comparison trap, and given an unrealistic sense of what their body can and should be doing. They think ketoing harder is the answer, fasting more, eating less carbs, etc., and it just perpetuates the real issue. While I believe in a healing keto lifestyle for those that need it, I can't promote the version that causes this crazy diet mindset. My advice, get involved with keto if you need it for healing purposes, not because it's the next thing to try for weight loss. Work on building a positive, healthy mindset in the process. That's what I did. That's what I continue to teach to other women. That's what keeps your mind right. So as you can see, a little bit of overlapping information there talking about me getting out of keto and why but then also sharing how it is harming other women to come at it from what the diet industry and the diet culture wants you to come at it from, which is, this is the way to lose weight. And all of that is in air quotes, because that's not true. Like, no way, that's not the thing. But we've been told that that's what we want to believe. And that's what we do when we're keto. And then that's when it becomes this thing where we need to talk quitting because if you're doing it for that purpose and that purpose alone, I don't recommend it. It's super restrictive. Like I said, it leads to poor body image, you know, and a lot of us are already coming into keto with a poor body image, but we leave feeling even worse. We have a terrible relationship with food. We become scared or feel fearful around foods, which we talked about a few weeks ago. And it just, it leads to so much worse things that you're doing for you and the health of your body than before you even started keto. And that's my fear with this. And that's why I'm open about me quitting keto. I'm open about what I think has happened. And you can go back to previous episodes of the Keto for Women show where I talk about how I just really, really hope that the diet culture wouldn't get a hold of it. And this was obviously a couple of years ago. And now it has. And now I don't look at it the same. It's not viewed the same. And it sucks. As someone who has worked as a keto practitioner for years now, it really sucks. And I find myself pulling away from that because of what keto means to a lot of people now. Like I just can't be a part of that. So what I was fearful would happen to this amazing healing protocol has. And so now we have to talk about that. And No, we're not going to talk about it in this episode all that much, but maybe I can make that a whole different episode about just like replacing the diet mindset that you now have with keto and getting to a better place where you can use it as a healing protocol. Maybe that will come up, but we will kind of talk about it a little bit. So as you read, this is my story just quickly with quitting keto. How did I do it? I just started eating more carbs. I was being led by my body to eat more carbs. I just had this feeling. And yes, I had already worked on using my intuition. I already considered myself intuitive to some degree because I had been very intuitive with my keto premonition and everything that had happened with my keto diet. And so I also felt that pull to get out of keto. I just, all of a sudden, you know, it was really weird. It was like one day I went to the grocery store and I always had my typical things. I think we always have our typical things that we get at the grocery store. And it was like, 
all of a sudden I was getting bananas and sweet potatoes and just putting more carbohydrates in my cart. Naturally, they looked really good. They sounded really good. And I just knew that they would feel good. And as I mentioned in the past, I had tried adding in more carbohydrates, even not intentionally, just kind of having some sweet potato fries out with friends or something like that while using my intuition and knowing that that sounded really good would make me really happy, but could potentially get me out of ketosis. And even though I intuitively ate more carbohydrates, I knew it wasn't going to be the best thing for my health, but my happiness factor would be way high, which we've talked about in past episodes when using your intuition with food. But I paid for it. I paid the price. I didn't feel good the following day or two days because I had gotten out of ketosis and my body was still using keto to heal. And I still needed that in order to basically go about my day and feel like a normal human. And I would not feel like that when I got out of ketosis. And then this time, I just gradually started adding in more carbohydrates. I would pick up more carbohydrates when I was at the store. I put them into my meals and I felt great. I felt really good. And that's when I knew it was time. Keto had done the work that it needed to do on my body. Again, like I said, forever grateful for that. Literally gave me my life back. But I don't need to be there anymore. My healing protocol has ended. Now I'm in this protocol of life and just living and enjoying life and using more of my intuition and just going with the flow. And really, I think that's the goal for all of us to just feel this freedom around food, to have a healthy relationship with food, to be able to use your intuition 100% of the time with food and to just not worry about it, not think about it, not care about it, just enjoy and nourish and have pleasure and fulfillment with your food and move on and find all of those same things with life too, because now you don't have to worry so much about your food. That is where I'm at. That is what I think the end goal should be for all of you, whether keto or not, your end goal should be in this place of freedom. And I think you all know also that I truly believe that keto is an awesome jumpstart to this. I think it really, really helps women to get to this place of eating intuitively and having freedom with their food because you are taking the steps to heal your body, to heal your blood sugar, to reduce your cravings, kind of get that sugar monster in check so that you can actually be guided by your body and your health and your intuition versus these massive sugar cravings, right? And having these blood sugar swings and having to take control of those. I really will always think that keto is a great place for this if you go into it with that as your goal and not, oh, I kind of would like that too, but I also want weight loss. You've got to go into it knowing you're bridging the gap into something much bigger and much better as far as your relationship with food. So you can go into it for healing purposes. You can go into it for healing purposes with the idea of coming out of it ready to use your intuitive sense with food. You can't go into it wanting weight loss. You can't go into any diet wanting weight loss. It's not good for your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health. In no way, shape, or form can you diet for weight loss and have the success that you're looking for. With that said, now we need to know if you really should still be doing keto 
or not. So we'll start with the why. Why would you quit keto? Because we're kind of already talking about that. You would quit keto because living with that much restriction for no medical reason isn't how we should be living. That's not the type of relationship with food that we should be having, period, end of story. To be severely restricting or eliminating one food group for no reason isn't real life. The goal, no matter what, should always be to include as much food into your diet, not continue excluding food from your diet. So we want to have the widest variety of foods you possibly can in your diet always. So if you are doing keto, trying harder, eliminating more things, having less carbs, whatever you're doing with the goal of weight loss and not for a specific medical condition that you are trying to heal, then that would be a potential reason to not keto anymore. Also, potential reason why to quit keto, because you notice yourself getting too obsessed with food. Kind of goes along with the same thing we just talked about. If this is becoming too much, if you start noticing that you're thinking about food too much, that keto has just become kind of your life, you talk about it all the time, your friends talk about it all the time, you, you and your partner talk about it all the time, you're thinking about it, you're reading about it like you're full in all the keto forums and groups and on all the blogs and watching everyone on Instagram and it's just kind of encompassing your life, you might just be getting a little too obsessed with it and it would potentially be a time to let go of some of that attachment to this way of eating and to kind of get back into the person that you are and the life you want to live and who you want to be beyond just a diet. So think about that. And then the last thing, which is kind of what I started with, because you realize you're in it to lose weight, not for health. This is a hard one. And it's going to be even harder if you're obsessed with it and you're in the groups and everyone's talking about the weight loss and all this stuff. Like, Please remember there are still no long-term studies showing that keto does anything for weight loss. Yes, short-term, any diet helps you lose weight short-term. But we want the long-term plan, like five years down the road. There aren't studies on that. So keep that in mind that anything you're seeing is anecdotal. You don't know anything else about that person or their health or what they're really eating or what they're really doing for their workouts or just so much more going on. We are only assuming that that weight loss has come from keto and it's not the case. So please keep that in mind. There are no studies of any diet showing long-term weight loss because diets don't work. I have the proof. I can show you study after study after study showing you the proof as to why diets don't work. Keto is not an exception to that, especially when you're coming at it from a place of restriction, control, obsession, and trying to lose weight. Now, of course, there are people, and I've said this a million times and I'll say it again, as you heal your body, you may experience some weight loss. Some people experience it very quickly, depending on what they had to heal. Some people experience it months down the road, depending on what they are healing and have healed. And some people heal themselves and never experience it because it's where their body needs to be. It's where their body is happy and healthy and feels safe at this moment in time. It is their set point weight. Okay. So I just want to clear that up as you can see. 
super passionate, really feeling this right now, because I want to get you out of that mentality. I want you to get into what really works, which isn't going to happen until you release the need to diet release the need to diet, then we can start talking about what's going to actually work for you. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that because I have a lot more to talk about that, but that will be done in the empower intensive calls. Woohoo. All right. So now let's go up and talk about when you should potentially consider quitting keto. When you don't feel awful being out of ketosis or eating more carbohydrates. As I mentioned, this was the case for me. This is how I knew, oh, I'm I'm good. I'm good to go. My body is feeling great. I feel great when I'm in ketosis. I feel great and actually even better when I'm out of ketosis. So if you add in more carbohydrates and you stay feeling really good or even better, that's a sign. That's a sign that you should be taking very seriously. Another reason to consider when you're not enjoying it anymore. Oh my gosh, this is huge. If you are not enjoying keto, don't force it. Please don't force it. Even if you have a health or medical condition that you are using keto to work on, please go to your practitioner, your nutritionist, whoever you're working with and tell them you don't want to do keto anymore. There is no problem with that. You can have the same levels of healing doing some maybe intermittent keto or like cyclical keto, I guess you would call it, or adding in various carbohydrates at various times of your day. There are other options here. If you are not happy with what you are eating on keto and you're not enjoying it, then don't do it because the more deprived and unhappy you feel with your food intake, the better your chances of binging and emotional eating and all that stuff that then leads to much worse health issues, much more weight gain, yo-yoing, all that stuff, right? So we always want to be fully enjoying our food. And I know a lot of you are probably like, no, I love keto. (laughs) I totally agree. I loved it at the time. It was great. And then I added plantain chips back in and fruit and sweet potatoes, which I had always eaten fruit and sweet potatoes, but I started having them more regularly and I enjoyed them a lot. Let's just say that. And I still am enjoying them quite a bit. And that's when I knew that it was the right time for me. And then lastly, when your body is having a strong craving, which I think a lot of you might be like, well, I'm kind of ignoring my cravings because my cravings are leading me to the chocolate cake. Definitely not going to do that. I'm not saying like, oh, I can't have that. So I want it more kind of craving. I'm saying like your body's telling you something like, hey, that banana with some almond butter would do me really good. Again, it's using your intuition. It's knowing the difference between an intuitive craving and basically your ego. We've talked about the ego now. We're talking about it more in September, but we've talked about it before a few episodes ago. Your diet ego, if it's like, oh man, that chocolate cake, how do I not have that donut? Like that, I'm really craving that donut, which if you are, it's also a sign. If you are really craving that donut and chocolate cake, it's a sign that you're not enjoying it anymore. Your body's not enjoying it anymore. And it might just need more carbohydrates, which is fine. There is nothing wrong with carbohydrates. They are not harming your body in the degree that you will be eating them. 
Okay. So just keep that in mind. Start to be more curious about your cravings, I guess. Start learning more about them and understanding where they're coming from and eating that food if you really intuitively want that food. All right. Now we're digging into the how. If you are feeling like it might be time to start exploring not being keto, how do you quit? Here are my tips for you. Number one, notice what sounds good in all aspects of nourishment, pleasure, and satisfaction. Is it still high fat, moderate protein, low carb? That sounds really good as far as how you're going to nourish your body, what pleasure you're going to find in your food, and how you're going to feel satisfied. Is it still high fat, moderate protein, low carb? Cool. If not, continue thinking more about what does sound good. Does it sound better to have the handful of macadamia nuts you're used to for your snack? Or does an apple with almond butter sound better? Which one? Does adding a sweet potato to your dinner instead of having the extra avocado sound satisfying to you? Give it a try. It's okay to want to experiment beyond keto. I'm giving you full permission right now to start experimenting with intention. And that's my number two tip here is be intentional with it. Be aware of how you feel before, during, and after that meal, that food, whenever you are starting to introduce foods that you haven't had since going keto, you want to make sure you are fully aware. How do you feel after? That's a very big sign of if that food works for you or not, or if it's the right time for you or not. It could be an hour after, it could be a day after, but your awareness is on. You've turned that awareness button to on and are really paying attention. You're noting any positive or negative feedback and then use that information to fuel your next decision. So if that apple with almond butter, you ate it, thought it would be really, really great and ended up feeling bad a few hours later, like had this major crash of energy, had to go take a nap, started feeling dizzy or weak or lightheaded, something like that, then you know that wasn't the right decision. But that doesn't mean that keto is not right. It might just mean that maybe half an apple is right, or maybe having an orange instead or something like that. So you're just using information to build your own case on what does and doesn't work, which is of course something I've always recommended from the start. So with that, you're also taking your time with the transition. So just as I recommend and teach in the Fat Burning Female Project to take your time getting into ketosis to help the body adjust and keep it pretty stress-free, now we're also going to work on taking our time getting out of ketosis to keep it stress-free and a non-event. So spend a few weeks altering your food choices to give your body time to adjust. Now, number four, Work on your diet mindset in the process. Okay, this is a big one that, of course, I could talk about a whole episode, but I'm not going to. What I will say is realize that adding in more carbohydrates and eating less fat is not going to make you gain weight. You have to disconnect your diet mindset with your weight 
gain loss mindset. So getting out of ketosis won't make you gain weight. If you're restricting and undernourishing and you've been approaching it as a weight loss diet, then that could cause weight gain as you start getting out of ketosis. So you have to know that, but it will heal the damage that you've done from being on this really strict diet and you'll balance out. It will stabilize. So I want you to know that if you see some weight gain, it's not because you need to be in ketosis forever in order to not gain that weight. It's going to happen regardless, but it's more so kind of a rebound effect of being on a diet. And this would be the case if you've been approaching keto as a restricted diet to lose weight. So if you've had that kind of diet mentality while following keto, then you might exceed that. But I just want you to know that that does not mean keto doesn't work for you. It's not because you're out of ketosis that you're gaining weight because that would also come with feeling really bad. That's why I want you to know how you feel when you get up ketosis beyond what your body is doing. How do you feel regardless of the weight loss or weight gain that's happening? And I have to say, honestly, I know quite a few people now that have been keto for some time and then stopped being keto and started eating more of a balanced, real food, intuitive way of eating and lost weight. It's can go either way because keto is also can be stressful, especially if you're again, approaching it from that diet aspect. So just getting your body into this new place where it's not stressed out and it feels safe and it's not in this like fake famine mode all the time, which is what keto is, then you're good. So keep that in mind too. It could go either way, but I just want you to know no matter what, you've got to look beyond, get rid of that diet mindset, look beyond your weight gain or weight loss and really see what's going on. Next one, have no fear. Ooh, this is a big one. I think a lot of the reasons why women don't quit keto or stay keto too long, longer than they needed to is because they're afraid. It is filled with fear to not be keto. And this could be coming from a lot of places. So let's go through them. First of all, you are not a failure for not continuing keto. It has nothing to do with you as a person. There is nothing wrong with you. You don't owe anyone any explanation as to why you're not following keto anymore. Please don't put any of that negative emotion around your your personal choices, right? It means nothing that your value, your worth as a person, nothing is attached to you deciding to be keto or not be keto. And I think that's hard, especially if you're really deep in the keto community, because it's like all everyone talks about is like, oh, I ate this and I got these ketones and I feel like this and I've lost this much weight. All, you know, it's like constant, right? So for you to decide to not do that anymore, you might feel like, you are a failure, like maybe it didn't work for you, or maybe you just don't like it anymore, but you're afraid because it almost feels like you're going to be shunned from your new group of friends, or you're not going to be a part of this cool crowd that you got into or whatever. And I want you to please disassociate yourself from that. I mean, they can still be your friends. They don't have to eat the same way as you in order to still be your Instagram friends or whatever. So keep those separate. 
And then, of course, in that last point, talking about possible gain of weight or loss of weight, again, that provokes a lot of fear for a lot of people. And now you might be scared to not be keto because you're scared of gaining weight or maybe you're scared of getting sick again or whatever. So remember, you are doing this with a very intentional approach, a very intuitive approach, and you are listening to your body. And that is the only way that you have any chance of getting to a place of health, of getting to a place of a naturally stable weight, of getting basically what you want, having this food freedom and having this healthy relationship with food. You've got to start somewhere. And I think that this could be a really good place for you to start really honing in on all of that and using that guidance to either keep you keto or to help you quit keto. But you're not doing so thinking, oh, I'm quitting this diet. I'm quitting this 30-day program I was on. I'm quitting from trying to heal my body. I'm quitting from my weight loss goals. None of that. None of that because it's not true. That's your diet ego. That is all coming from your ego, not this nice, gentle knowing of your intuition. Because your intuition, if you let it, is going to guide you without anything else that you need to know, or you won't even care about anything else. All right. Now, the last thing I will say, which I had this question come at me before in my DMs on Instagram, how to not go back to eating crap. So that's the massive benefit of keto is that it eliminates or at least drastically reduces the foods that are typically high processed fake crap foods, right? Those are typically also high carb, high sugar foods. So we naturally get rid of them when we follow keto. Here's my recommendation that you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but please hear me out. Are there any foods from your past that you really, really, really miss. Say for instance, for some reason, people always talk about donuts as the example. I think it's because people really do really, really miss donuts and really, really love donuts. It's a great example. If you haven't had a donut while keto and you're worried that when you decide to quit keto, you're going to go back to having your three times a week donut breakfast, then I want you to really think, do you really, really miss that donut? If you do, eat him. Eat a donut. Yes, you think I'm crazy. I know. Hear me out. Again, give me a chance to explain. If you really miss it, eat that donut. Because guess what? If you don't and you really crave it and you start adding in more carbohydrates and trying to eat more intuitively, you will binge on them. Instead of having one donut with your breakfast, you will have a half a dozen or even a dozen. You will binge on them and you will black out. You will go for it. You will say, oh, I'm eating carbs now. I'm just saying, screw it. I'm going to go eat all the donuts. So instead of it being an all out face stuffing, numbed out event, Let's do it so you can still do that, but with full attention and intention. So get rid of all the distractions. Go get your donut, the favorite one that you haven't had in months since you started keto, been doing so great, staying away from the donuts. Go get it. Take it to a place where you have 
full attention. So you have no distractions. Your phone isn't out. You aren't scrolling through Instagram and Facebook. You're not checking your emails. You're not checking the weather. You're not doing anything, but really giving your full attention to that donut. Now, before you begin, I want you to think about some things. How does it smell? How does it look? Does it look good? Does it smell good? Are you excited to eat it? What emotions are you having? Are you scared of what it will do? What's involved here? Now, during, how does it taste? Does it taste different than you expected? Is it better than you expected, which would be awesome? Or is it worse? Is it not as good as you thought it would be or that you remembered donuts used to be? This is one place where being keto and coming out of keto really is an interesting uh, thing because keto has the amazing ability of changing your taste buds and preferences, especially when it comes to sweetness. So there's a good chance you won't even like it. And it actually is, mine have changed so much. You know, I think like 90% dark chocolate is my go-to. If I have 85%, I'm like, Ooh, this is sweet. And then of course, fruit is super sweet. It's more of like a dessert type item. And it usually is combined with something salty, like almond butter or peanut butter, something like that to dampen down the sweetness. But what's really interesting is like food, like I have some foods that I really want to eat. Again, using my intuition, I know how much pleasure they gave me in the past, how much pleasure it would give me now to eat them. And when I do, I don't like it. I want to like it so bad. Like ice cream, for example, I want ice cream on a hot day so badly, my intuition wants me to have it. It's guiding me to it. Then I have it. And it's like, whew, this is a lot. It's not that good. So just side note, you may find that you experience that as well, almost to like a saddening degree. So keep that in mind though, and be really attentive to that. How does it taste? And then afterwards, knowing that, of course, you're going to be looking for how you react Do you have any issues with that food now? Does it make you feel better or worse? But then also think about this even a few days down the road. Once you know that you do or don't feel good eating that food, knowing that you can have that food anytime you want. You can go to that store. You can pick up that donut any day of the week, anytime you want. It's open 24 hours a day. You can have that anytime with no judgment on anyone's part no emotion on anyone's part, nothing. It's just this thing that you're choosing to do. Do you still crave it? Now that you've had it once, now that you know you can have it anytime you want, do you still want it every day or every other day? Or do you want it once a week or once a month? Like now you have this ability to really open up your options because they were very closed off with keto as far as the donut goes at least. And now you're expanding on that and you know that that is available to you. So many times when we have cravings, it's because we think we shouldn't have that food. We can't have that food. That food isn't on plan. And I've said this a million times, talking about it now, again, with those feelings of can't or shouldn't, like those feelings of being deprived of that food, it just makes you want it more. And that is like human physiology. There's no way around it. Our brains are meant to work that way. Because for instance, if we don't have water, this actually happened to me not too long ago. I'm going to a lot of stories about me, but 
it's okay, right? So the other day I went for a hike. It was just a moderate hike, not too bad, but I forgot my water. And I have done that hike many times without water and been fine because it was it's only like an hour and a half, no big deal. Not even that hot of a day, it was fine. But since I knew I didn't have water and I wanted it, like I had it all packed and ready to go and I just forgot it, I could only think about that water and how thirsty I was the entire hike when I have done that hike many times and been fine. It just was that I didn't have it and I knew I wouldn't have it till I got home that all I could think about was getting home and drinking the water. So it happens in all cases of life. Just another example beyond the donut of how this works. So anyway, I just want to get back to that place of wanting you to feel like you're in control and it's your option, it's your choice, it's your food, it's your body. And coming at it from this place of attention and intention, do you really, truly want to go back to eating all those crap foods and feeling like crap too, most likely? Or do you want to find a place where you can disperse them evenly throughout your days or weeks or months to a place where you do feel good, you feel satisfied, you get the pleasure and enjoyment from that, but then you're also getting nourishment from other carbohydrate choices like fruit and vegetables and sweet potatoes and plantains and plantain chips. Hello, so good, which leads me to my next point. But I think you learned a lot more than just food with keto. I think you've learned a lot of mindfulness too, and just apply that to your life outside of keto also. It doesn't stop because you've decided to quit keto. So moving on to talk more about the plantain chips, keep a full stock of real foods you love in your house and find real food alternatives also. So for me, plantain chips, they're amazing. They're delicious. I feel really good eating them. I have a very like comfortable, easy relationship with them. Like I don't have to eat the whole bag. I can have a handful. Sometimes I do eat the whole bag because I want it, but I just feel like having more of those options for you and doing the work to find those ones that you can have a really good relationship with that are still nourishing you very well with the right nutrients and macros and, min- and micros, but then also you feel that enjoyment and pleasure that you would potentially feel or were used to feeling from something else, some other kind of chip or cracker or cookie or something like that. So another example for me is chocolate. I always have chocolate around. Again, I eat a lot of chocolate. I'm not going to lie, but I think I have a really good relationship with it. I don't have to eat the whole bar. I don't binge on it. It's just there and it does what I want it to do and I feel really good and that's that. So see what those are for you. Maybe do some more research on that kind of situation for you. And then lastly, in order to not let the crap come back in, be proud of yourself and what you've done using keto. Be proud of yourself and respect that. Respect how much work you've done and respect how much healing your body has gone through and this new place that it's in. And do you really want to go backwards? I don't think so, right? We don't want to go backwards. We just did a lot of work and your body did a lot of healing and there's so much good stuff going on for you. And knowing that you could go back to your old, maybe emotional eating self or binge eating self or just completely disengaged self where you're not even thinking you're going through your food choices with monotony and without any thought or respect or 
pride on you as a person. So we've changed that. We've gone through keto. We've done the work. Again, we're using our mindfulness that we've learned and continuing that forward. You're being proud of yourself for where you've come. You're proud of your body for what it's done and you respect your body now. So make those choices based on that. All right. That is all I have for you today. I hope that helped. Again, if you also want to go back and listen to episode 75, How Long Should You Do Keto? I talk about a lot of the same stuff, different stuff too, just when to know when it's right for you and when it's not right for you. But let me know. Let me know if you have already done this for yourself, if you're considering it, if you have any more questions, of course, you can always reach out to me over on Instagram. I respond to most of my DMs there. I try really hard, but it gets really hard sometimes to keep track of all of them. But I really love connecting with you all over there. And I want to know more about what process you went through or are going through or are considering if quitting keto is in your future. And one more side note, caveat, of course, there are conditions, there are definitely going to be health conditions where you do need to stay in a ketogenic state for the long term and possibly the rest of your life. And that is a reality. That is the truth. So I do want to make that very clear that this is all about each of your own individual cases on a case-by-case basis, what you have going on, what health conditions you're currently working on and keto is helping you get through. Please keep that in mind. And yes, there will always be people where this is a long-term or lifetime plan. And that is very respectable very cool. I totally get it. I am fully on board with you and will support you every step of the way. I was fully prepared to do keto for the rest of my life because it was the thing that got me through life. I just had the healing I needed and I didn't need to do that anymore, but that's not the case for everyone. So please also keep that in mind. Take your own case and roll with it and do what you need to do. All right, that's it for this week. I hope I've given you something to think about and I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.